podcast. Hey everyone and welcome to the Meditate part of our service. We're on this Christmas series for the whole month of December. And today I'm talking about something really special to all of us. Yes, we are talking about love today and more specifically this question which is the title of my message, What's Love Got to Do With It? And those of us who are young and younger at heart might remember this popular song that was performed in the 80s by this lady. Yes, Tina Turner, I'm an old soul as well. So this song came to my mind as I was preparing this message. But today, our focus is not on her, but on what love has got to do with Christmas. And thankfully, we have a text, we have the Word of God, which guides us to discover the answer to this very question, what's love got to do with Christmas? And here we see John talking about love in one of his letters in 1 John chapter 4. It says here, Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent His only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. And this is love, not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, and if we love one another, God abides in us and His love is perfected in us. And basically, this is one of the anchor texts in the New Testament, First John, when it comes to loving God and loving others. And we read here what John wrote. And the context of this text, it was written by John to a community of believers. Friends, the purpose of this letter was multifaceted. John was addressing so many things in one letter, their theological issues, the importance of love within a community, and of course, to assure believers of their salvation. But for the sake of time, I want to focus today on this part. The love which, God, which John talks about that refers to an agape love. It's not a filial love. It's not an eros love. Not a love based on friendship or romance. But a sacrificial and unconditional love which God first gives to us and expects us to then love others with that same kind of love. So let's break it down verse by verse and see what points we can pick up from this text. In verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. Friends, the first point of my message today is God is the source of agape love. The first thing to acknowledge is this, that that love comes from Him. As believers today, our first order of business, friends, is not to give out, but first to receive. I can only freely give when I have first freely received from God. Friends, before we go on, I want to ask you, when was the last time we allowed God's love to be poured out in our hearts? In Romans 5.5, 5, hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. If we feel today that we have lost that first love, maybe it's a good time to ask God, God, would you pour it back into my heart? When we encounter His love, we are able to then love God 
and to love others with that same agape love. And we go on to the next verse in the same text. Verse 8 says, Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Friends, God's love does not just come from Him. It is who God is. Which brings me to my next point. It is His nature. It's not just an action, but it's God's nature. And these were the wise words spoken by my former dean 12 years ago when I first started ministry. He said this to all of us. He said, God does not just love us. He is love. And because He is love, He cannot not love you. Yes, there's a double negative there, but He cannot not love us because God is love. This reminds me of a story of a wedding. Don't worry, it's not my wedding, at least not yet, but it's a testimony about my brother's wedding. And my brother and his wife asked me to share a word since I was a pastor some years back. And honestly, as a preacher, you usually have something in your mind when people ask you to share. But the days, the months leading up to the wedding, I had nothing. I didn't know what to share about. I didn't know what to talk about in those few minutes. And so when it was time on the actual wedding, when it was a religious ceremony happening, they invited me to come up and share a few words. And I did not have anything in my mind, so I was so nervous. But the thing that came out from my mouth was this, that God is love. To people that did not know about God's love, I preached about how Jesus came to die for us and for our sins. But most importantly, the motive of that was love. God is love. And because of that, He cannot not love us. And so friends, I want to encourage you as we go on with the text to remember that God is love. And it is His nature. It's not just an action. And verse 9 goes on to say, In this, the love of God was made manifest among us. That God sent His only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. Friends, because God loves us so much, He gave. It's not just words. BG's was not entirely right. It has to be more than that. It is sacrificial. It is an action. This is the agape love that I'm talking about, friends. God displayed it in this way in verse 10 as we go on. In this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Friends, it's not that we have loved God. The point is not how much I can love God alone. Because even that is flawed. Because I am just human after all. But that He loved us. Friends, that is the story of the gospel. He didn't just love us by words, but in deed and in action. And the ultimate expression of that love was this, that God expressed His love to us by sending Jesus. Three points in history, three points in Jesus' life where we see why God had to send Jesus as the ultimate expression. The first is this, His birth. In Matthew 1, She will bear a son and you shall call His name Jesus, for He will save His people from their sin. Friends, that's the reason Jesus was born into this world, to save us from our sin. The main reason we celebrate Christmas, but there is a larger lesson here. Jesus was not just a far deity, 
not just a God who sits on a high throne, but he was fully human as well. Jesus came in the form of a human, sympathetic to the very challenges that we face ourselves. And there is ample evidence that Jesus was fully divine, but also fully human. He was born to a human mother. He experienced hunger and thirst as well. And he experienced temptation, but also went through pain and suffering. And eventually he died. Why is this important? Because you and I, we have challenges here on this earth today. And we have a suffering Savior who can sympathize with us. The Bible says, tempted in all ways, yet without sin. He understands. The second point of his life was his death. Why did Jesus have to die for us? And Isaiah 53 says this, He was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. Friends, all that suffering, all that pain and death was for one reason, and that is you. You are the reason. He took our place of punishment and death so that we may have it better. Way better, not just abundant life here on earth, but eternal life when we pass on. And the late Timothy Keller says this really well. The Christian gospel is that I am so flawed that Jesus had to die for me. Yet I am so loved and valued that Jesus was glad to die for me. Friends, it's one thing to be an unwilling sacrifice, but another to willingly do it because of love. But it does not stop at his death. The premise of the gospel is this. The third point in Jesus' life, his resurrection. And why is this important? Because Romans 6 tells us we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Friends, because he is resurrected, he now sits in heaven alive and interceding for us. The story did not end in death. He was not a martyr. He is a victor. But for what? What's the reason? So that you and I today can walk in newness of life. I want to ask you today, in what areas of your life do you need a new touch from God today? What areas of our lives are dead and need God's resurrecting power to come alive? And friends, the text goes on to say in verse 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Now comes the action point for you and I. Jesus has already done the work on the cross for us. We know that God loves us unconditionally. Now, what are we called to do? We are now called to love others in the same way. The same way that God loves us in verse 11, the text goes on to say, Beloved, if God so loved us, it first comes by receiving His love. Friends, you are first beloved. You are first loved by God. And we've talked about receiving that love which comes from above. God is love. But now it's time to allow that, 
love to be poured out, not just into our hearts, but from our hearts to others. How do we now share that love? It's in verse 12. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and His love is perfected in us. How do we share that love? By displaying His love. It's so interesting in this text how it starts off verse 12 by saying, no one has ever seen God. If we love one another, the conjunction if there suggesting a connection between an unseen God and the visible expression of love among believers. There is a connection there somehow. It's possible now for people to see God. How? How? Because our love for others becomes the tangible evidence of God's presence, of God's activity. When we love one another, people can see God through us. And now we come back full circle. As we love one another, God abides in us and His love is perfected in us. Friends, can you love God on your own? The answer is yes and no. We love God in community. Love becomes the process through which God's love is fully realized in our hearts. How? Through relationships. But how do we love one another? It's through sacrifice and service. The same way God sent His Son and sacrificed for us to and became a servant to all, we are now called to display that same kind of love onto others. This is the agape love that God first showed us and expects us to now show others. Not a self-seeking or a self-serving love which expects an ROI, a return on investment, but a love that now goes beyond measure. A love that is not calculated because that is what Jesus first did for you and me. Friends, it's possible to love others with this agape love, this sacrificial love that goes beyond our own needs and goes beyond our own preferences. So the question is this, what's love got to do with it? And the answer is this, everything. Love has everything to do with it. It's because of the love of God that you and I are here today. It's because of the love of God that you are able to be seated where you are right now watching this. And it's because of His love that He sent His one and only Son to be a willing sacrifice for you and me so that we can live a life of eternity. Why? Because of love. Because He loves you and I with a perfect love. So what has love got to do with Christmas? We celebrate Christmas now with this message in our hearts. Not just a celebration on the birth of Jesus. Not just a family gathering every year but we celebrate His death and resurrection. We take this message now to our friends, to our relatives, to our loved ones. We are called now to display that love to them through sacrifice and service. Friends, and even this year, maybe forgiveness is needed. Maybe reconciliation is needed. 
Let this be the year. Let this be the moment, the month where God works, not just in us. We're not just receiving the love of God, but in every gathering we are going to, we are displaying that agape love of God to others. So in summary, God is the source. It comes from Him. Love is His nature and it is sacrificial. And the ultimate expression of that love was the birth of Jesus. He sent His one and only Son to die for us as well. But not just that, the story does not end in death, but in victory, the resurrection of Jesus. Because of that, we can walk in newness of life and we're now called to love others by first receiving His love, displaying His love, how people can see God is now through us. But how do we love others? It's through sacrifice and service. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to love you and first be loved by you. And we pray in this Christmas season, we will learn to love others as well with this same agape love. We ask and pray all this in your precious name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to the Every Nation Singapore podcast. We hope you've been blessed by today's message. For more information, visit everynation.org.sg.